Hi, I'm Radio Vermont weather forecaster Roger Hill. This podcast will explore El Nino, Southern Oscillation, and an overheating planet. Well, nothing has a bigger influence on year-to-year variations in the global climate system than El Nino, Southern Oscillation, commonly called ENSO. It's warm El Nino and it's cold phase La Nina. These tropical waters at the heart of ENSO aren't behaving exactly as some recent climate research has expected. These phases have potentially major implications for the Atlantic hurricane season, for example, here in the Central and North American region, droughts in the U.S., Desert Southwest, and the Horn of Africa, with other weather phenomenon variations around the world. ENSO is a recurring ocean and atmospheric pattern that warms and cools the eastern tropical Pacific west of Ecuador through these shifting El Nino and La Nina events that last from about one to three years. Once El Nino or La Nina emerges, the odds reliably shift toward hotter and colder, wetter or drier conditions for various parts of the planet, from Oceania to North America to Africa. But though ENSO's effects are well known, The phenomenon itself is harder to predict, and this slippery nature is complicating crucial multi-decade projections of climate. Many aspects of human-caused climate change are playing out as long predicted, including overall warming of the global atmosphere and oceans, as well as the intensification of rainfall extremes and the drying of many subtropical areas. Not so good for ENSO, however. Top global climate models have predicted for more than 20 years that the tropical Pacific would gradually shift toward one of an El Nino-like state, the warm phase, with surface water temperatures warming more rapidly toward the east than toward the west. Instead, just the opposite is going on. The western tropical Pacific has warmed dramatically, as predicted, but unusually persistent upwelling of the cool subsurface water has led to a slight drop in average sea surface temperatures over much of the eastern tropical Pacific off of Ecuador. The result is a strengthening west-to-east temperature contrast that increasingly resembles La Nina. Scientists expect that El Nino events will continue to occur, such as the one predicted to arrive a little bit later on this year, but they will take place on a backdrop of an ocean that looks a little bit more like La Nina, that is, colder in the east and warmer in the west. Now, all of this is more than just an esoteric science matter. According to ENSO blog entries, how the sea surface temperature trend pattern will change has profound worldwide implications. And recently, there is some significant, perhaps even growing debate that surrounds it. Among the impacts that could be notably different in a La Nina-dominated world, these include the Atlantic hurricane activity substantially higher on average during La Nina phases than during El Nino. The U.S. Sunbelt, including much of California, tends to get less rainfall and mountain snow during a La Nina, with widespread drought becoming more likely. Now, there are occasional exceptions, such as this last winter, which was a La Nina influence, but with more than a dozen atmospheric rivers, the very wet winter of 2022-2023 in California and the interior southwest. The highly vulnerable Horn of Africa is more drought-prone during La Nina, while rains in the African Sahel tend to be more reliable. Typhoons are more likely to slam China, the Philippines, and Vietnam, and less likely to strike Guam, Japan, and Taiwan during a La Nina. Heavy rains and floods often plague eastern Australia during a La Nina. The west monsoon in India is often much wetter than average. Now these are hints, though not yet enough cases to pass statistical muster, that La Nina events themselves are becoming more frequent, which would go hand in hand with the evolving Pacific backdrop. 
For example, since mid-2003, there have been about 10 years, from July through June, when La Nina conditions predominated, but only six for El Nino. Among years when moderate strength thresholds were reached, seven were La Nina, but only two were El Nino. The La Nina-like temperature contrast in the tropical Pacific has now been strengthening for so long that it's gotten tougher to ascribe to natural variability. It could be chalked up to a cool phase of the Pacific Decadal Oscillation, another reoccurring weather pattern that can span about 20 to 30 years' time, yet that phenomena is largely influenced by ENSO itself. Climate experts are thus ramping up efforts to diagnose what is it that the state-of-the-art models could be missing, whether the long-expected El Nino-like trend may yet turn up later this century. At the core of ENSO is the Walker Circulation. This is a large-scale flow of air over the Pacific tropics. On average, air rises above the very warm waters of the Western Pacific Ocean and sinks across the Eastern Pacific Ocean, where chilly water predominates. This completes the Walker Circulation Loop and has much to do with the trade winds and how they blow offshore from Central America. When the Walker Circulation is strong, as it is during a La Nina, the east to west blowing trade winds are boosted and there is more upwelling of cold water off of Ecuador and Peru. When the walker circulation weakens, the trade winds slacken or even reverse, and the resulting westerly surface winds can push warm water all the way to some the South American coast. The usual upwelling weakens and an El Nino event is in place. The warm water leads to rising air thousands of miles farther east than usual helping to suppress the walker circulation and torquing other weather patterns far away. Given that El Nino is fighting against the grain of the usual atmospheric and oceanic conditions, it normally takes only about 9 to 12 months before the tropics swing back toward a more typical walker circulation, in contrast to La Nina, with an extra strong version of the walker circulation, can persist or reoccur for as long as three consecutive years, as it did from 2020 to 2021, all the way through 2022-2023. There is no doubt that the tropical Pacific has behaved in much more of a La Nina-like state than El Nino for the past several decades. The questions now center on whether the trend might be still a natural variability, and if it's not, what's forcing it to happen? Richard Seeger of Columbia University wrote a paper on this back in 1997. Although less than 20 years of routine satellite data had been gathered from the tropical Pacific at that point, sea surface temperature data collected by ships extends back to about the 1850s, so they had a pretty good idea. Since that 1997 study in science led by Seeger's colleague Mark Kane at Columbia, the sheer accumulation of satellite and buoy data on surface temperatures has supported the notion that the eastern tropical Pacific is cooling. A 2019 paper gave the ideas new prominence. We should be using all the available models. Just how robust the actual discrepancy is between models and observations, how this might be happening, Seeger said. At the National Center for Atmospheric Research, senior scientist Clara Desser, a longtime ENSO researcher, isn't yet ready to dismiss natural variability as part of the picture. However, she adds there may be multiple causes for the La Nina-like cooling trend in the eastern tropical Pacific, not just a single one. The cold, remote southern ocean could be a big part of the Pacific's puzzling trends, 
Much like the eastern tropical Pacific, the Southern Ocean is, is one of the few other areas on Earth where sea surface temperatures have cooled rather than warmed since the 1980s, in spite of prolonged, pronounced surface warming over the Antarctic Peninsula and concerns about longer-term deep ocean warming. Adding to all the complexities at hand, it's possible that whatever factors are now pushing the tropical Pacific toward La Nina-like state will eventually get overwhelmed by longer-term global warming. That could lead to an El Nino-like outcome that models have long projected and thus vindicate the models at least in the longer run. Roger Hill, Radio Vermont.